From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. Thank you so very much for joining into another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I want you guys to know it is a beautiful day, rainy day in sunny Arizona right now. My family and I just moved into our new home, so praise Jesus. So right now I don't have any cool lights or anything like that, but uh, it's going to be an awesome discussion today. Before I jump into introducing my, my special guest today, I want to encourage you guys, if you're curious or seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I have a free download available for you on how to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. It's a free PDF available for you for personal study or small group study. Share it with your friends and family and receive this amazing, precious, precious gift. Fireborn Ministries exists to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, I have a very special guest who released a book called The Lighthouse, Pastor Glenn Damon, who's a pastor in uh, the Pacific Northwest. And this book is about the character of God in these troubling times. He's the pastor of River Christian Church, and he's the author of When Shepherds Weep, which is a book to encourage hurting pastors. Pastors, He loves to equip pastors and small churches. He's got a number of resources. So please help me welcome Pastor Glenn to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Pastor Glenn. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a, been a pleasure. Well, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on. Yeah. I, I also need to let people know real quick. I've got a very active house, so if you hear my kids in the background, please forgive me. They, they know I'm doing this podcast interview, but Pastor Glenn, can you share your story of coming to Christ and also being called into the ministry that you're doing now? Yeah, that's, that's a great uh, start. Uh, I accepted Christ. I grew up in a Christian home, uh, so I, my mother was actually a came out to the rural area as a missionary and married my dad. Uh, she was actually on staff at A.W. Tozer's church for a couple of years. So uh, so I really, you know, had that upbringing. I accepted Christ when I was about five. When I was about 10 years old, uh, I remember sitting in the back of our church and a missionary by the name of Joe Goodman was preaching. Uh, he was from Borneo or Kalimantan, which had headhunters and all that cool stuff, you know, back when you were 10 years old. And I remember him just, just as he was preaching, I just sensed it wasn't, you know, an audible voice. It wasn't anything like that. It was just 
uh, a conviction that God has called me to full-time ministry. And from that moment on, uh, it never wavered. And, you know, so here I am today uh, still serving the Lord. But, you know, it's it's his calling, his faithfulness, and his grace that uh, has enabled me to, to serve these many years. But So that's, that's kind of my background. Uh, I grew up as a farm kid. So I just say I'm a farm kid that just the Lord's using. Uh, I love that. And so you've authored a series, a number of books, and today we'll be talking about your book, The Lighthouse, which is, uh, like I told you, I've been reading it, took it overseas with me, and it, it fed my soul. And I loved it because it's biblical. It points us to the character of God, the character of Christ, hope in troubling times. Uh, I was curious, what was the inspiration behind writing that? And uh, what was the process? And I know that it was in a particular recent time period that that you'd written it. Well, it, it really is an outgrowth of COVID. When COVID hit and just everybody's world was just kind of turned upside down and the turmoil that all it brought. The Sunday that, that all that kind of came to a head, I uh, was supposed to preach on uh, Corinthians on tithing. And I thought, boy, that's, you know, we're, we're, we're in this chaos. So give to the church, you know, and I thought, you know, that doesn't fit. They need something more. And so I thought, you know, what they really need is the security of God's character in the midst of this. And so then I write it, started writing these devotionals just to encourage my people, Hey, in all this crazy world we're living in, our security is found in God. And so, you know, that's really what originated, uh, the devotionals and why I wrote it uh, was more just for my people and just to encourage them. But, you know, I think when we talk about God's character, it doesn't matter who we are, what we're facing, it's still relevant uh, because it's at the heart of our Christian faith. So, so that's kind of the background of where the book really got formed. Yeah. And during that time, I mean, I, I came out with numerous resources as well because of the circumstances mm-hmm. And wherever people land on that, you know, um, I know that God was moving in, in a lot of people and we need more hope filled resources because people have questions, but God has the answers. The word of God has the answers. Yeah. Now, one thing that I liked about the book is it's chock full of biblical insight, scripture. And right now it seems that there are pastors and leaders questioning the inerrancy of the scripture. I believe that the scripture is infallible. That is without error. The Holy Spirit wrote it. God breathed on the writers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the 40 plus authors or so, 66 books. It's in this day and age, we need truth. So what was, were there any challenges uh, about that? I mean, were there any, any challenges to try to um, just unapologetically put the scripture down or were you just solid on the faith? Well, you know, I'm, I believe that the Bible is the answer. And, you know, when it comes to our faith, it really, in, in all the, the craziness of our culture today, uh, we have to be grounded in scripture and that has to be the source of our, of our theology. It has to be source, the source of our morality. Cause once we abandon scripture, but then becomes the source. It becomes man. And as scripture says, man, let man be proven a liar, you know, and God be proven true. And so I, I think that's even true of our our understanding of God. I think sometimes in, in our perspective of God, we were driven by 
what we think God should be like rather than what how God has revealed himself. And I think we see that today in some of the people's view of Scripture that, well, we accept the New Testament or we accept the words of Jesus, but we don't accept the, the Old Testament, uh, you know. And, and God is the same. He hasn't changed. So the God of the Old Testament is the same God as the New Testament. Uh, and we have to see him, you know, I think in the totality of who he is, because the Bible is his autobiography. Mm-hmm. And it from, you know, it starts with in the beginning, God, it ends with come Lord Jesus. The story is about him and our relationship with him and, and getting to know him and when we abandon that, uh, there is no longer any basis of truth and any basis of understanding this world and no basis of hope. So that's where it starts. Yeah. Well, with what the Holy Spirit's doing around the world right now, you know, um, there's a generation, Generation Z, who is seeking the face of Jesus right now. And I believe that as, um, I, I'd say... I don't, maybe I don't want to say this, but I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, as I, you know, I'm 42 years old. I think I'm 40. Yeah, I'm 42. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I've been through, I've been through the trials and tribulations of life, you know, uh, as a Marine, um, as a husband, as a father, I've learned a lot of things. And I believe that we have something to pour into the next generation and they need to know who they are in Jesus and what the word of Mm -hmm. God tells them they are. And so as they're questioning things, as there are narratives out there and and things bombarding them, I do have hope that Christ breaks through. These people will come to Jesus in mass and that we need to bless the move of God upon them. Um, What do you think? How do you think that I know that this may not be connected to um, your, your book, The Lighthouse, but what do you think that we can do? to help steward them and push them and point them towards Jesus and the scripture. Well, you know, it goes back to our view of scripture and you've touched upon this, that, you know, scripture is still relevant. That message is, is relevant. And it does go back to the attributes of God and the character of God is because really to me, the, the question of inerrancy of scripture and the authority of scripture goes back to, you know, is our God big enough to communicate to us the truth. And I think, you know, the Bible shows us that he is his immensity, that the God of the universe, he can communicate. If he can control the universe, he can communicate what we need to know. And he can communicate in a way that's relevant to man, no matter whether it's the 2000 BC generation of, of Christ or even today, that message is still relevant. And and I think that's what, it's not complicated. I don't think we need to try to be apologetic to scripture and somehow make it relevant. It is relevant. And we can as point people to him and to his word that it has answers because people are going to be looking for answers. Yeah. Uh, you know, as our society continues this downward trend, people are going to be looking saying, where's our hope? You know, I, I follow the world and it's not giving me hope. I find my identity in whatever the world is telling me and it's not giving me any sense of of peace inwardly. So where is the answer? And we have the answer and that's found in Christ and we can communicate that. And that's what it's scary times. But on the 
the other hand, it's exciting times because we have answers. Do you believe we are living in the end times? Are we seeing the signs of the times Jesus talked about with wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, and earthquakes? With recent events of social unrest on the streets worldwide, a pandemic, and the shaking taking place in the political realm, we want to answer your questions and calm your fears by giving you hope through our e-course, The Last Days, A Reformation in Eschatology. You can go through the e-course on your time, diving deep into learning how to study apocalyptic and prophetic passages of Scripture. You'll do a study on the mark of the beast and learn about the signs of the times Jesus spoke about in Matthew chapter 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, and hear what the major views of the end times are and learn what the rapture really is. We will lay a grounded and biblical answer to a number of your questions about the end times and you'll learn if Bible codes are real, and you'll hear if the Shemitah applies to us today, and make up your own mind if the United States of America is prophesied in the Bible. I want to give you a warning. This e-course, The Last Days, A Reformation in Eschatology, may shatter your worldview and what you have been traditionally taught about the end times. Go to www.charismacourses.com to purchase The Last Days, A Reformation in Eschatology with Jared Lasky e-course today. Yeah, amen. And the answers are in the scripture. The answers are in spending time with Jesus, having relationship with him. You know, so you, you talk about the attributes of God. What, what is an attribute that means the most to you uh, that you've got a personal revelation for and that you also want people to take away from this conversation? Yeah, the one is, as I was going through this and, you know, it's a, first of all, it's a journey for all of us. And I always say that, you know, I look forward to the day when I get to heaven and finally will get it. <laughs> you know, that yeah. when I finally see Jesus, I'll finally say, ah, now I get it. You know, I preach it, but we still struggle to really get it because Paul says, you know, now we see through this glass dimly, but then we'll see face to face. And so, uh, you know, I look forward to that day when I'll finally get it. But the one thing that's been impressed upon me is just the immensity of God. Uh, you know, I like to go out. One of the hobbies I do is go out and take night pictures of the Milky Way. And, you know, you look at the Milky Way and, and the expanse of that. And then you, you look at what the James Webb telescope is now producing. And they've identified the furthest star out there. And I don't know how they did that. That's a long tape measure. But they identified it as 28 billion light years out there. Now... The speed of light is seven times around the world in a second. Now multiply that by 28 billion. And yet the scripture says he measures the, the universe or the heavens with the span of his hand. You know, if God is that big, and, and we're just touching the hem of actually that, you know, they keep saying, well, we found the end of space. No, you haven't. You haven't even started. But. If that God is that big, then when he says, don't worry, I can take care of it and I'll take care of you, then why do we worry? <laughs> why do we get anxious? Uh, so so that's the one thing that to me, I think that I've really been, that I came away from this study was, you know, God is so much bigger than I can ever imagine. Yeah. You know? I think the, the struggle we face as Christians is how does the finite grasp the infinite? Okay. Well, the finite grasps the infinite by making them finite. And so 
we make him bigger than us, but you know, he's kind of like a Superman, but he's still kind of like us. And we felt to see that, uh, he is so much bigger than, than we imagine. And he, we can turn to him and we don't need to fear all the things going on because he's promises to take care of us. And if we have the God of the universe on our side, then why do we become fearful? And we live in a culture of fear today. Why do we become so fearful about what's going on in politics, what's going on in the world? Because God says, listen, I got it in control and I'm moving it the direction I want it to go. And you can rest in that. So, you know, that's kind of where I've been really kind of thinking in my own life and developing in my own life, my walk with the Lord. With the immensity of, of God, I mean, he's vast, infinite, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I think people need to understand that God is bigger than our circumstances. God is, oh, yeah. God is bigger than the narrative. God is bigger than the headlines. You know, that song, he's got the whole world in his hands. Okay, I grew yep. up sing that song. He's got the whole world in his hands. I hope that people, you know, being reminded of this, that no, uh, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we're supposed to press into his presence, be faithful to his word and faithfully speak his, his word to other people and be an encouragement and hope. How would you like to encourage some people, um, right where they are to be an encouragement well to if i were to just to, to say one thing is is that you know in all the the struggles that we face in life and i look at paul and paul knew what adversity was like he knew what suffering was like i mean in ways that none of us have yet experienced and yet he says that uh, i i am filled with all comfort and i am overflowing overflowing with joy in my adversity yeah. or my afflictions why did he say that well it was his vision of god and his understanding of god that he looked at god and recognized you know, god is in control be anxious for nothing focus upon him and his character the totality of his character in we tend to, I think, sometimes uh, minimize God or we select attributes of God that we like. I always say we have a smorgasbord view of God, you know. And But when we create a smorgasbord view of God and we lessen some of his attributes in favor of others, we actually make God smaller. You know, if God is a loving God but not a just God, then he would be a God who loves us, but is either powerless to, against evil or even condones evil. And that, that would be a terrible God to serve that you wouldn't know. He could be capricious. He could, you know, that is, that's the God of, of Islam. That's the God of, of the world. But the God that we have is perfect in all of his attributes and they work in perfect unison together so that we have a God who is perfect. So when uh, when he acts, we know that he acts in the right way. You know, it's kind of like Job. I, you know, I, I like the, the, the book of Job because Job questions God. Yeah. 
you know, he asks the questions we all ask when we go through suffering. But I also like the conclusion where God appears and he just basically, and I like to paraphrase it this way. He just says, Job, I'm God. You're not. Yeah. Now deal with it. <laughs> and, you know, and he just says, I'm God. You got to just trust me on that. And I think that's our that's where our security and our encouragement comes from. It comes from the fact that we have a God that we can trust him in the totality of his character. And and because he's perfect in every way and he acts in, in perfect and he cares about us, he loves us um, and he desires nothing more than to have that personal relationship with us. Amen. And, um, you know, Jesus is everything, you know, for, for me, uh, you know, as me and you and many people, you know, we've all been through trials and tribulations. And no matter what we're going through, Jesus is always present. He's always there. You know, even if we don't feel it, you know, by faith, we we should accept it. This is what the scripture says. He's present everywhere. He's with me. When I walk through the fire, I will not be burned. You know, the flames will not set us ablaze. When we're going through these trials and tribulations with whatever's going on around the world, he's with us every step of the way. And and he's the God of all comfort. You know, this is just, this life is just a vapor in the wind, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But Jesus is coming back. Jesus is going to restore all things, you know, all that. Um, what is the great revelation that you want to share with people that we have a future hope in him? Well, I think just, just that, that we don't need to fear what's happening in our culture today. And we don't need to fear uh the politics of our nation we don't need to fear the the moral decline of our nation because god is still orchestrating his his plan you know i i think in terms of our view of god we need to recognize he is not the cause of evil right, right. evil is came into this world because of our choice but he's the orchestrator of all things including evil not that he it is the cause but he orchestrates the events in such a way to accomplish his purpose. Uh, you know, Paul says, all things work together for good. Now, he doesn't say all things are good because evil is never good. But he can even turn evil to accomplish his purpose. And as we look at the history of what's going on in today, you know, this, it wasn't surprising to God. In fact, he told us this is what's going to happen as he, we get nearer to his return, he says in, in Matthew 24, you know, there's going to be an increase in all these things that we see today. But he reminds us that in the process, the gospel still will go forth to all the world. So we don't need to fear because he's still accomplishing his plan and nothing can thwart that. That the events that we see today in this world, he's not up there going, oh, boy, <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. You know, he's up there saying, going according to plan. You know, I saw this from eternity to past. I've determined where we're going to end up in the outcome with the return of Christ. And we can rejoice in that and then proclaim the gospel, knowing that that's the hope that people have that need to have in this world today. So, uh, you know, that's all part of his plan for us. Amen. Well, you mentioned the Apostle Paul, 
all things work together for good to those who love God are called according to his purpose. Didn't he write that from prison? Like, you know, he, here he is in prison yeah. and, and he's writing this, but he knows that there's a purpose behind it. And even in prison, God used him, you know, um, oh, yeah. our circumstances are different. Uh, there are some Christians uh, around the world who are in a similar circumstance uh, who are persecuted for their faith. But they're holding on to the word of God. Um, I think here in America, we've just gotten used to abundance, affluence. You know, uh, here are these people memorizing whole chapters, whole books of the scripture. And, and um, I think we need to get back to the fundamentals of, of the faith. And so your book, The Lighthouse, talks about the character of God, the hope that we have in him. Yeah, you've already mentioned Job, you know, um, but... People need to hear this. People need to get back to the scripture, get back to the fundamentals of the faith. You know, and that that's what I'm seeing right now is is there's a lot of the performance that is getting stripped away and people are focusing mm-hmm. on the person of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. So, Pastor Glenn, um what was one of your the favorite thing that you transcribed in your book? Like maybe a a chapter or a, a section of the book that is your favorite to write or your greatest revelation that you wanted to share with people? Oh boy, that's a, that's a tough question. Uh, You know, people ask me, you know, like what's my favorite Bible verse? And I just kind of say, well, all of it. (laughs) Cause you know, I, I think that just that awareness that we tend to focus upon what God does for us rather than who God is. Mm. And I think that's true. Even in our worship, our worship, to be honest, our worship, I think, sometimes becomes man-centered yeah. in that we worship God for what he does for us. And and we celebrate that. We sing of his love. We sing of his grace. And, and, and rightfully so. But I think there's also that importance of just learning to, to rejoice and worship him for who he is. And I, I compare that, you know, if all you did was tell your wife how much you appreciate what she does for you and never appreciate for her for who she is, that's probably not going to go well over time. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, that'll get the skillet on the, the side of the head sometime. Uh, you know, because love is, when you love someone, you love you learn to love them for who they are, not just what they do to, that benefits you. And I think that's true in our relationship with God, that we need to learn to love him for who he is, and celebrate that, not just celebrate, well, here's what he's done that's good for me, that I that I enjoy. And, you know, granted, we should give thanks to that, and we should worship him for what he does and the salvation that he does. But, uh, you know, Psalms 37 says, you know, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desire of your heart. Well, when we delight, what becomes our desire? Him. So what he's saying is, if you delight in me, I'm going to give you me. Love it. And and I think that's what we need to strive to do. And that's what I hope that the book accomplishes is to focus upon him. And and I always say, you know, there's there's a book that's even better than my book. And it's a book I plagiarize without apology. <laughs> and it's his autobiography. Yeah. So, you know. My goal is to get people to read that book. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So 
read the book, read the Bible. Um, the word of God is truth. And in these troubled times, we need the truth and we need more resources such as yours. This, I, I'd like to ask two things. Um, so what is the best way for people to get a hold of the book, your book, The Lighthouse? Uh, the, it's on Amazon. So just go on Amazon. Uh, if you type in my name and The Lighthouse, uh, it'll pop up. And so that's that's or any of your major bookstores, uh, online resources, you can get it. So that would be the best way. Now, the second thing I'd like for you to do is to pray for our listeners and our viewers to get a revelation of God's character, who is our security in these times. Sure. Father, we just thank you so much that you have saved us and you have saved us into a relationship with you. That eternal life is not living forever. Eternal life is a, is a eternal relationship that we may know you. And Father, I pray that for America today. I pray that for especially for the Church yeah. of America today and the Church of the world that uh, the one thing we would point people to is is the person of Christ, the person of you, and your character to learn to love you. That That's a message the world needs today, is that there is a God who cares, a God who loves us, uh, and a God who wants to reveal himself to us. And all we have to do is ask. And may that be our prayer for each and every one of us. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. If there's anybody out there who does not have a relationship with Jesus, turn your heart to him right now. Turn your heart to him. He loves you so much. He died on the cross for your sins. When you ask for forgiveness, you're clean. Like he forgives you when you repent and you turn to him completely. You become a child. You become a son. You become his daughter. And he loves you so much. So right where you are, if you're listening to this or viewing this, Maybe it's on one of the, the channels that this can air on in Pakistan. Give your heart to Jesus right now. Right where you are, say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Forgive me of my sins. I turn to you, Jesus. And start having a conversation with him. Read the scripture. Read the scripture and plug into a great discipleship group at a church that loves Jesus, that reflects his character. I really felt like I had, had to say that right now, you know. Because this was a, just a great conversation about the scripture, about the attributes of God, who is our safety, who is our security. Don't uh, let the fear of the headlines and everything going on in the world, don't let it scare you. you know, have your safety and security in Christ Jesus. I want to encourage you guys, get a hold of Pastor Glenn's book, The Lighthouse. I've got a copy of it right here. It, it's feeding my soul. It's feeding my spirit. You know, honestly it's it's un, uncompromising truth uncompromising truth and it's just so simple it's almost like this conversation with you pastor glenn it's simple it's practical and it feeds the soul so thank you so much for releasing that resource so i encourage everybody i've got a link to that book in the podcast description you can listen to this anywhere and everywhere that you enjoy your podcast on apple spotify and all that so subscribe to adventures in the spirit with jared lasky available on all podcast platforms and share this episode, text it to someone that you know that needs hope in these troubled times. Pastor Glenn, thank you so much for being my special guest on Adventures in the Spirit, brother. 
Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.